This is the High School Football America podcast for August the 7th, 2019. I'm Jeff Fisher. All right, we're going to head to the state of Alaska. It's been a while since uh, the podcast and the radio show have headed north of the border. Uh, in the past, we've talked to uh, some Soldatna football uh, service, Vaznesenk, I think I pronounced that right. I remember that one. That was a little eight-man program we did years ago. And uh, today we're going to Anchorage. First time uh, for the, the Bartlett Golden Bears to be on the podcast here. We're going to talk with co-head coach Daniel Esparza. He's uh, an alum uh, for the Golden Bears, played on the 2002 championship team with uh, John Jessen, who was his coach at the time, and now their co-head head coaches. That's unique, and that's going to be fun to talk about. And uh, back in 2017, they won the largest classification championship in the state, did uh, Bartlett winning the Division I championship, and uh, Coach Esparza is on the line right now. Talk a little Alaska football and a lot of Golden Bears. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Yeah, it's it's fun. And, yeah, and, and and it's been a while since we've been uh, north there. So I'm going to have you put on your uh, ambassador hat here, Chamber of Commerce, whatever you want to say. So I'm going to give you the first question, okay. which is uh, Alaska high school football is fill in the blanks. Uh, growing and getting better. Uh, you know, I think just with all the advances of tech and technology that we've had uh, just in the last fifteen to twenty years, uh, you know, our coaches in Alaska and players have access to resources. Uh, everywhere around the country, you know, through huddle, through uh, online uh, clinics uh, for coaches, uh, and just the ability of our kids to kind of fly out, go to camps, get out, um, you know, and I really think that, it, that it's growing and getting uh, better. You know, we only have 28 teams uh, in Alaska, um, you know, which is absolutely not a lot, but, you know, we have a population of only about 700,000 people in our state, but uh, football is the most popular sport amongst boys. Uh, in our state, it pulls the largest number of kids that come in and play year round. And, uh, you know, we're hoping that maybe someday we can uh, kind of break into the, uh, uh, the smaller uh, rural villages in Alaska with some eight man football, but, uh, it's definitely growing and getting better. And, you know, we have a lot of great coaches and a lot of great players that come out of our state. And I think we get, uh, gets overshadowed because of the, simply just the small size of, uh, of the state population wise and the, the distance away from the continental United States. But, you know, we have kids going to play college football year in and year out. We've had uh, great coaches here that have left here and had great success, uh, you know, at the college level and high school level and lower 48. And we've had great coaches that have had tremendous success here. And like, you know, coach Brantley or, you know, coach Justin that I coach with. So growing and getting better and, uh, and, and doing great. Yeah, it's one of the, the pleasures I have having done this podcast coming up on, I guess, 10 years in a couple, about a year, uh, just being able to go to little tiny towns or, you know, states where people don't understand that high school football is just as big as it is in Texas or Ohio or Pennsylvania. It's uh, it's Friday Night Lights, right? And and, and you mentioned that it's, it's mm-hmm. growing and getting bigger um, because you did, you know, play at Bartlett and you were on a championship team in 02. You graduated about 15 years ago. Um, what, what do you think, uh, you talked about technology and all that, but but where has the game itself gone um, within the state through your eyes as a player then and as a head coach now? Well, you know, I, I think it, there's just been a shift in, you know, the style of play. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, we still run the wing tee like it's 1955, you know, but we're really <laughs> good at it. Um, but, uh, you know, just that during that time, about everybody in our state was running a, a similar offense or, you know, a run-based offense, and you know, now it's uh, it's shifted to where everybody, just about everybody in our state's running spread offense, doing RPO stuff, you know, and, and so that's been a shift 
Um, you know, but also just that I think that there's been a shift in, in preparation in terms of just, you know, a huddle, uh, being able to scout and watch film on everybody. Right. You know, I started coaching 15 years ago right out of high school, and I remember uh, watching uh, watching VHS tapes of, uh, of other teams, and we had some coaches that uh, – Sometimes would accidentally send hunting videos instead of uh, uh, instead of film. So I think that that's pretty cool that we've taken that out of the equation and and uh, better preparation. Don't have to watch uh, hunting videos. Uh, you know, we can actually watch games. Oh, that is hilarious. That that's a first here on the on the show. Daniel Esparza, the co-head coach at Bartlett High School in Anchorage, Alaska. Boy, that one made me laugh. And the other thing is, I wasn't scared of the wing tee either. I'm a I'm a kid that grew up in Pennsylvania, right down the road from Tubby Raymond and all those great blue hen teams yeah. at Delaware. So no, no, I I like the wing tee. Nothing wrong with that. And they, a lot of teams still running the wing tee and just doing spread out of it. So you know, it's it's all that good sort of stuff going on. Um, I mentioned at the top. Uh, coach that uh, you have a unique situation you played for uh, coach Jessen and then um, he stepped away from a couple of years you took over the program and now you guys are co-head coaches tell me how that all all that developed uh, well you know I started coaching right out of high school with coach Jay you know he kind of talked to me I was going to stay here and uh and lastly talked me into coaching so I started coaching when I was 18 years old with him um, and then uh, I left I got hired at, to uh, be the head coach at West Valley High School up in Fairbanks, Alaska, when I was 23. Um, and then uh, I was there for two years, and we had we had some pretty good success. And then uh, Coach Jay stepped away, and I had the opportunity to come back home, so I did. And, and I actually uh, talked him into coming back right away, and he was our, our freshman team coach. So he went from, uh, from being retired and being the school's <laughs> all-time winningest coach to being the freshman coach, which, you know, I thought was pretty neat. Yeah. You know, we told freshmen all the time, not a – not very many high school uh, in the United States of America can say that their school's winning its coach is their C team coach now. Um, and so then we, we had some difficult years, you know, we lost the first 13 games of, uh, of me being back. We were on a, a year and a half long losing streak. And then we were able to break that and coach and I decided, Hey, let's do this co-coaching thing. And we always had actually talked about being co-head coaches and splitting our duties. Our school is uh as much as you wouldn't think it in Anchorage, Alaska, it could be a very rough inner city school. We have a lot of kids who come from rough backgrounds, uh, rough neighborhoods. Um, and so our kids, uh, you know, they require a lot of attention, a lot of work. And we do a lot of stuff with them, you know, just in terms of uh, we run a mandatory study hall in the off season. Uh, I run our weight program from November on. Uh, we do a lot of fundraising just because our state and our district doesn't fund our, uh, our program very much. And so it's an overwhelming job for one guy. And so we kind of, uh, we split it, you know, we split our duties. He does most of the, uh, in the off season, takes care of uh, most of putting in the bus requests and, and all that kind of administrative stuff. Uh, I handle the weight room. He does study hall. And then when we get to this time of year, he, he does the administrative stuff. He helps out with football. Um, I do the same. I call our offense on, uh, on game days and, and he's helping me out there with that. And so we just split our duties kind of right down the middle. And I think we just have a unique relationship, him and I, you know, since we, we've been around each other for 20 years, he was my freshman high school history teacher too. So that guy's <laughs> known me since I was, uh, 
uh, a peon with Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> oh, that's a great description. Daniel Esparza on the line. Uh, Bartlett football in Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, co-head coach with uh, his high school coach when he was winning a championship. John Jessen, call him uh, Coach J there. Um, you, you mentioned that you go so far back. And, and one of the beauties, I think, of high school football is the fact that so many kids that play the game come back and eventually go into the profession of coaching just like you did. Um, but, but maybe not the unique of what you did there what was the what was the hardest thing for you to adjust to from you know having the guy blow the whistle at you probably you know chew off your ear once or twice smack you upside the head once or twice to to then being you know his co-head coach well you know just because i'm the co-head coach doesn't mean i don't get my butt chewed or get smacked (laughs) upside the head so that's a daily occurrence that hasn't uh that hasn't changed um but, you know, I think just uh, him and I, like I said, we've just always had, a, you know, a unique relationship. And, you know, I've always said I was, I was blessed. I have a great dad who's been in my life my entire life, you know, and, and has been a great father. And I always said I always had a second dad whenever I wasn't around my dad with Coach Jake. You know, so we just have a unique relationship where we're able to get along with each other. And, you know, we bicker at each other like the old couple. I don't know who's <laughs> Gary Mathow and who's uh, uh, – who's, uh, Paul Newman, you know, but we, we, we bicker at each other like that for sure on uh, that practice on game day, you know, but uh, we have a unique relationship. We're able to make it work. And I think it really is the the, the difficult thing that, that I think coaches especially would have with being co-head coaches. We're all egotistical. That's part of why we're, you know, how we got to the positions that we're at, um, you know, of having the confidence and, and having enough ego to say, hey, I think we're doing things the correct way, my way. Uh, but I think we do a pretty good job of checking that at the door when we get there and we kind of balance each other out. And, and uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I'm correct. Sometimes he's correct. But, you know, it's not a personal thing or anything like that. We're doing what's best for our kids and our program. Yeah, it's it's neat. I, mean, I was thinking of a couple of other programs. Folsom in California, very successful. Lots of state championships when they had yep. co-head coaches. And I think the, the only other person, aside from Coach Jay, that may be able to do what you said there, of course he's not the co-head coach, is Bob Latticer at uh, legendary De La Salle. After he stepped down, he became Absolutely. the freshman coach. So I think that's that, that kind of ties that all into one big ball there. So Coach Jay's in, in good, uh, good hands. Uh, Bartlett, Golden Bears, we're talking here on High School Football America's podcast today. North to Alaska, uh, before I rolled the tape here, Coach, you mentioned that uh, it's uh, abnormally hot there in Cali- uh, in Alaska. I was going to say California. It's supposed to be 80 in California. But uh, you said it's hot. You opened yeah. camp last Wednesday. So tell us a little bit about, um, uh, you don't have to give us weather forecast, but uh, what are some of the boxes you're trying to check here during the, uh, the, the fall camp? And then we're going to get some kids in by name. Uh, well, you know, we're just we're just trying to get better, like every other you know uh, football team in America right now. Even the uh, even the New England Patriots are trying to get better right now and, and getting ready for their first game of the season. Uh, so, you know, we're just trying to get better. We had a we graduated a really large senior class last year of 38 seniors that uh, that were the winningest class in, in our the history of our school. They won either a league or a state championship each of their years of high school. Um, and so we're just trying to get better and replace those guys. And actually, uh, the kids that we have and our team that we have back now has done a great job of doing that. They had a great offseason. We, we did a camp with Soldatna um, High School last, uh, last week, and they have the best team that I've seen from them in the last 12 years. And we hung with them. You know, we went right toe-to-toe with them. And, uh, and, and so our kids are – I think they've taken the challenge of uh, – 
you know, we lost a lot of guys, but we still have a lot of kids back that are talented and have worked hard. And we don't really believe in rebuilding. You know, we're just trying to reload and have a great season. Um, and so that's something that's been nice, and we're just working on that. Talking to Daniel Esparza, co-head coach at uh, Bartlett in Anchorage, Alaska. For the listeners around the nation, Soldotna is going after its eighth straight Alaska State Championship this year. They're in the medium school classification. You guys, uh, uh, Division One, they're Division Two. Uh, coach, let's get some kids in by name. Not only the kids that you're looking for, you know, uh, on the field activity, but also leadership. Uh, well, on the field activity, uh, Leroy uh, Manu Giamanu. Uh, he plays defensive end receiver for us. He's uh, he just last Friday got invited to the Polynesia All America game uh, down in Honolulu. He's only the second guy from Alaska ever nice. to be invited to that. So um, we're looking forward to uh, having a really good uh, year from him. Productivity from him on both sides of the ball. Um, our quarterback Michael Tosi. Uh, he started every game for us last year. Quarterback as a junior. Uh, we're looking forward to him. Uh, you know, being able to expand what we do a little bit, maybe throw the ball a little bit more offensively. And, uh, you know, he's a pretty good linebacker. So I actually released him to go play some linebacker for us this year, <laughs> which hopefully I don't get bit in the butt on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, Elijah, uh, Elijah Lilio, uh, played for us last year, a little bit at halfback, also playing some halfback this year and, uh, looking for a big year from him Demario Moore in the same, um, you know, we're lucky our, our offensive line. We've got three of our five guys from last year back and, you know, we, uh, we uh, had scored five, well, close to 500 points last season and ran for 4,700 yards. So it's nice to have those uh, those big guys up front back. So Josh Ellis, uh, Shiler Trippenier, Ilana Haynes back uh, up front uh, there to mix in with some young kids would be great. Um, and, you know, those guys up front also, especially uh, Josh Ellis and Ilana, um, really provide us with, uh, with great leadership. Um, and then uh, Elijah Lewis-Tufi. Uh, who's a, a junior for us last year. We pulled him up from uh, from the JV team last year. He ended up starting for us as a junior this year. Uh, we're looking for a lot from him on both sides of the ball in the defensive backfield, playing receiver, and he's even taken on being our backup quarterback, which is uh, which is great. So, um, you know, just a, a lot of good kids. Jay Sean Hudson, uh, another guy uh, who we're expecting a lot from, playing running back, defensive back from us uh, for us. So a lot of dudes and, and just guys that are, trying to get better and, and, and focus on, uh, on improving. And we said we're, we're a no-name team. We lost a lot of big names last year, a kid that's uh, playing at Oregon State right now, um, a couple other players that are you know, playing uh, Division II NAIA football. So we said we're a no-name team, and we just got to go out and make our name every day on Saturdays and Fridays. That's the beauty of high school football, right, Coach? It's uh, it changes on a regular, sometimes day to day. It does. Talking with Daniel Esparza, the head coach at Bartlett, and uh, uh, as we wrap things up here, one of the things uh, you guys play an eight-game uh, regular. Uh, season, which means there's really not mu- much margin for error, I would think. I think you probably got to come out pretty quickly, right? I mean, within those first couple of games there, you better have things shaken out, or maybe the postseason where, I guess, what, Division One, you get, what, uh, eight teams in, uh, in in the state playoffs, right? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, we get eight teams in, and, and we have eight regular season games, yeah, and so we have to we have a tough schedule this year. Every team on our schedule this year that we play uh, made the playoffs last season. Um, so, we have, a, we have a tough one right out of the gates with South Anchorage High School. They have a lot of talent back. Um, and so, you know, we'll have to come out, uh, come out uh, swinging and come out tough to play against them for sure.
And then the stupid question out of the media guy on the other end of the phone here. I never asked this to any other of the Alaska coaches. So you're, you got 80 degrees right now. When does it finally start snowing up there where you can play some, some real Alaska football? God, I'll tell, I hope never. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it, 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 I'd like to tell you I have this studly snow record, uh, snow coaching record, but uh, you know it, it, it could get difficult with pulling guards and all kinds of uh, tomfoolery and skullduggery when you run the wing tee when it snows. Uh, but uh, you know this has been uh, we've had a very unseasonably and uh, uh, warm summer. You know we had uh, about two weeks uh, back in. Uh, in June where we were in the nineties and it was hotter here than it was in, in Maui or Los Angeles. And so, uh, it just kind of has continued on this time of year. Usually we're getting poured on and it's 50 degrees and cold. And, you know, we were, we were in the eighties yesterday and we're supposed to be in the high seventies and eighties for the foreseeable future. Um, and so hopefully we don't see snow until, uh, the day after the state championship, which uh, I always say is my perfect scenario in 2017, uh, when we won the state title, I was getting our trophy, and I looked up and it started to snow, and I just said, man, life can't possibly get any better than this. <laughs> the football gods were smiling and snowing all at the same time. Well, they, Coach... They, uh, they sure were. Yeah, so uh, thank you. You were, you were one of our winners in retweeting on our Twitter contest. I, I, I've had so much fun with this. We've uh, been able to expose some programs that normally don't get exposed at any level of the media, especially our you know the national where we, we uh, work. So thank you for uh, joining us on the show, exposing Alaska football, and of course what you do there with the Golden Bears. Really appreciate it and wish you nothing but success in the upcoming season. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. Very welcome. The 2019 Alaska high school football season kicks off next weekend. Well, tune in tomorrow on the High School Football America podcast. Strunky's back. He will talk about his brand new blog, Anchored Down at Port Isabel High School, the Tarpons in South Texas. That and more tomorrow on the High School Football America podcast.